the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hi, everyone. This is Russell Cox. I am the editor of the Municipal Association's Uptown Publication and Digital Production Manager. With me today is Scott Slatton, legislative and public policy advocate, and more importantly for what we're talking about today, the staff contact for the Hometown Economic Development Grants. Hey, Russell. How are you today? I'm well. I hope you are. I'm doing well. We have talked about these grants on the podcast before, but it bears repeating. Scott, can you give us a snapshot of what these grants are and what they aim to achieve? Sure. The Hometown Economic Development Grants Program was started back in 2016 by our board of directors. Uh, The Municipal Association and the board in particular were interested in finding another way that the association could serve cities and towns across the state Mm -hmm. and the development of a grant program to help cities and towns with economic development projects was something that at the board at that time was at the top of the board's list of priorities and so they set aside some funds from the municipal association to fund these grants on an ongoing basis mm-hmm. and uh, 2016 was our first year and it's been a a rousing success mm-hmm. since uh, since that first year mm-hmm So we just now went through the application, judging, and award process. So could you tell us about the the process? Yeah, the board approves continuation of the grant from year to year. And so once they have approved offering grants for the next year, so in this case it would be for 2020, the application period opens during the week of the municipal association's annual meeting. So Mm -hmm. typically the application period starts the Thursday of the annual meeting and runs through the end of September. Once the application period closes at the end of September, our judges take about three weeks to review the applications and score them based on the judging, the, the, the scoring criteria that uh, the board approved a number of years ago. We compile those results and then determine the winners based on the results of that scoring that the judges conduct in October. And there's always focus areas that we see every year. Yeah, and and I'll talk about the judging first uh, uh, just a little bit. We, We break it into eight categories in three sections. So there are, there are three scoring criteria in the first section. There are three scoring criteria in the second and two in the third. And we use those three rounds of scoring, if you will, to help us uh, determine who the winners are. And so the primary focus in the first round, and that's the where the most important scoring takes place, is what the judges score each application regard to their estimation of the return on investment of the project that's being proposed, Mm -hmm. the effect on the quality of life or the economic development of a particular city, and on the city's financial need. Those three scores are the most important scores that the judges focus on first. And then the other categories are, uh, are, are judged behind those three. And we use those first three scores, an average of those first three scores, to determine first who our winners are. And then if we have to go to the second round to eliminate ties, you know, to mm-hmm. break ties, then we go and, and so on. So, And for the first time this, this, this year, we had to 
use all three rounds of scoring to determine our winner. So uh, we had good contenders. They were very competitive, and and this grant has always been really competitive. Mm. the The difference between the fourteenth place score this year and the 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 last place score was about a point and a half. Oh, and wow. and of course, often the the range is even smaller as you get closer closer to the top. So. It was very competitive. It always has been, and I know folks who don't win are disappointed. But uh, they they don't need to get too disappointed. They need to continue to uh, continue to apply. And I'm happy to help them uh, try and try and improve their applications mm-hmm. for next year. All they just need to reach out to me, and uh, and I can try and help them. You mentioned the 14. There were 14 winners this year. Yep. To talk about this round of projects, yep. it goes into a lot of the areas we often see, strategic plans, parks. I noticed two two different pavilion projects this year. Yeah. So over the years, the, the program, the grant program has funded a lots, lots of different types of projects, but there are certainly some themes uh, and, and really focus areas that the grant wants to promote. And that mm-hmm. is one, one is strategic planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a dearth of strategic plans across the state, particularly in smaller towns. You know, you can't really make good improvements, quality improvements to your city or your town with regard to economic development, unless you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Then what, if you do have a plan, then oftentimes you can't fund those projects. And so that's where the, the grant program comes in. It helps cities get some seed money, if you will, some matching money to start projects. So like an event pavilion where uh, it will attract visitors to a particular part of town, a particularly downtown, and those visitors will go out and spend their money downtown at uh, at businesses and restaurants in a town. Um, there are some uh, a good number of facade improvement programs mm-hmm. that have been started or have been boosted with grant funds over the years. You know, there's been some some infrastructure programs, infrastructure projects that have been seeded or matched by this this uh, program. So there's lots of different lots of different things that can be funded through the grant program and this year is no different. As you mentioned there are a couple of pavilion projects. There One is Calhoun Falls, one is Inman. Yeah, Calhoun Falls has got one coming. They're going to they're going to really kind of boost their existing farmer's market and make it more of an event center. Inman, Inman's going to have an event center as well. This will be the first one that they've ever had, according to their application. And then the town of Six Mile is going to develop a a community park that they hoped will attract people downtown. City of Union is going to do their Main Street alleyway, alleyway project. They're going to turn an unused, burned out, spot in their downtown into a, a usable public space, which mm-hmm. is going to help uh, bring people in. The town of Sellers has some decrepit equipment at their only park in town. And so the project, this grant, is going to fund some rehab or some uh, some new equipment for that park. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, the s- Sellers only asked for a very small amount, which allowed us to award the 14th grant. We mm-hmm. only We actually only had enough funding originally for 13 grants, but because their ask was very small, then that allowed us to, uh, to do some, to, to do another park. The city of Abbeville is going to use uh, grant funds to leverage 
other funds that they are seeking and have obtained for their opera house, the uh, historic Abbeville Opera House, and keep it viable. Town of Allendale is going to has a has a a large park that they are developing right now, but they don't have a necessarily a plan for it. Uh, so they're going to develop a master plan to help boost their ecotourism, their ecotourism industry that they're wanting to to really get cranked up there. Town of Chiraw is going to uh, do a really interesting project where they're going to try and promote the development of residential space in their commercial buildings downtown, mm-hmm. which uh, which I really like. Uh, City of Dillon is going to do a downtown strategic plan. They've not had one. Uh, they want to try and stop all those cars that are going to the beach in the summertime. <laughs> uh, give those people a reason to stop. Edgefield really has a neat project. They're going to do, to develop an event space and a park in their rehabilitating downtown in honor of Dave the Potter. Dave was an enslaved African-American mm-hmm. who uh, created very unique pottery, high-quality pottery while he was alive. And he's a, he's a wonderful historic figure in uh, South Carolina. And then Jackson, the town of Jackson, is going to use funds to expand their community center park with some outdoor space that they can't utilize right now. Uh, the town of Jonesville is going to prepare its first ever strategic plan for mm-hmm. its town uh, beyond the comprehensive plan. You know, you've got the comprehensive plan that says, yeah, this is sort of what this is what we want the city or think the city is going to look like in t- five to ten years. But they don't have a plan to actually execute that that vision. City of Marion is going to do a, a very similar thing that they've been uh, doing over the years. And that's uh, some facade improvements facade with their program. Uh, Town of Prosperity has their historic depot that they've been doing a, a good bit of work to over the years. It's not ADA compliant, so they're going to use some funds, these funds, to to make it more compliant to, uh, and open to even more visitors, uh, to all their visitors in their city beyond what they can now. So some good projects this year. As I said, it was competitive. We had 59 applications. 56 were considered. Three of the applications were uh, disqualified because they didn't have the proper documentation that we require. Mm-hmm. Most most importantly is the uh, the resolution that is passed by the city council in uh, support of the project. Mm-hmm. So we will make sure that more people understand that how important it is to get that that resolution included as a part of their application. Since it's been going since 2016, how has it been following along some of the earlier winners and seeing how how those funds have bore fruit. Yeah, so so that's one of the things that we do is we require updates from each of the the grant awardees. I usually reach out to them about once a quarter just to to make sh- to see where they are, to make sure that they're on progress, to make sure that they're not having any difficulties. But yeah, the the first the projects that were completed in 2016 have been really neat to go out and see. You know, one of the things that we want to do is uh, award projects that will be sustainable mm-hmm. um, and programs that will be sustainable. So uh, we go out and, and and look to see, hey, you know, is your vision for how you're going to sustain this going forward? And people who who want to see any of the past years can can go on the website and see the descriptions. Yeah, the keyword search is uh, hometown grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to www.masc.sc and then search on the keyword hometown grants. And when you get to that page on the left-hand side, you'll see a related links box and you just click on previous winners and mm-hmm. that'll take you to all uh, all three years worth of previous winner. So Scott, 
we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about all 14 of, mm-hmm. of, of this year's winners. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank today. you. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.